0: There was one man who Jesus Himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. Are you a happy man? Are you a happy woman? We're studying the life right now of John the Baptist, and we're, we're looking at the things that characterized his life. The very first thing that's very obvious in Scripture is that he was a humble man. Uh, he was one who was willing to, to step forward when God told him to step forward and step back when God told him to step back. We know that he was a holy man, a man who kept himself from the world and for the Lord. But I want to bring you now to a truth that perhaps you've missed as you've read the life of John the Baptist. We have this mental picture at times, I'm afraid, of John the Baptist almost as an angry man. Uh, This picture of soberness and sternness. Well, I believe that he was serious about the call of God. I believe he had a serious message to give, and yet it's my conviction that John the Baptist was a happy man. Was he humble? Yes. Was he holy? Yes. But he was happy. Those things are not mutually exclusive. Some people think if they're going to be humble and holy, they've got to be miserable. I believe God's people ought to be the happiest people on earth. And I believe the Lord's servants, those who are engaged in His work, discover a joy that others never enter into. I bring you now to John chapter number 3, a unique portion of Scripture. Beginning in verse 25, the Bible says, Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came into John and said unto him, Rabbi, He that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. And John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. By the way, that's a powerful verse. That's a a humbling verse. Before you criticize someone else, and before uh, you take a stand against another one of God's servants, listen to this verse. A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. And then John said, Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, I'm not the Christ, but that I'm sent before him. Now listen to verse 29. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Now listen to his testimony. This my joy therefore is fulfilled. Now, the next verse is the famous verse, He must increase, but I must decrease. You'd almost think a man nearing the end, a man who is decreasing, would be a man that was a very unhappy man. But he wasn't. He wasn't an old, cynical man. He wasn't a man who had gotten hardened with age and with with rejection. No. Why? Because he had found the secret to true joy. His joy was in Jesus Christ. I've always found it ironic That John's title for himself is, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. God said he's the voice. And yet, John's testimony in John chapter 3 is that I'm rejoicing in the bridegroom's voice. Don't you love this? He said, I may be a voice, but there's a greater voice than me. I may be a messenger, but there's another messenger coming, and he's got more to say than I have to say. Oh, you can tell a lot about a man by what he sorrows over and by what he rejoices in. Could I ask you a personal question today? What do you sorrow over? Sometimes we sorrow over the most piddly things, the most petty things. What do you rejoice in? What fills your heart to overflowing? Is it the voice of the Lord Jesus? Oh, learn to listen for His voice. Perhaps He had learned first to, to hear that voice in the quiet desert places. Remember His time of preparation in the wilderness. You see, we ought to learn to spend time alone with God, learn to recognize His voice in quiet places so that we can continue to recognize His voice in the rush of life. When the crowds press in, when people are surrounding you, you can still hear the voice. You've learned to recognize the voice. And you find your joy not in what you have to say, but in what He has to say to you. Sometimes we preachers are guilty of rejoicing in a big crowd. John the Baptist had a big crowd, but then suddenly he's in prison and he has no crowd at all yet he can still find joy. Why? Because his joy is not rooted in people. His joy is not rooted in his own accomplishment or his own work. His joy is rooted in the Lord Himself. As a matter of fact, there's an Old Testament parallel to this. A man known as Jeremiah. Now when I say Jeremiah's name, we call him the weeping prophet. Again, this, this picture of a man that always sorrowed and never had any joy. And yet, if you'll study the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah testifies and says to the Lord, Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy words were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. friend, if Jeremiah could be joyful in jail and John the Baptist could be joyful decreasing, then you can be joyful today no matter what you're dealing with. If these men who had such burden on them and such pressure on them, if these men who had such sobering messages Uh, could be joyful, then you and I can be joyful right where we are. They asked George Mueller near the end of his life what the secret to his fruitful ministry was all of those years. And George Mueller said, For the last 69 years, I've been a happy man. He said, I have read through the Bible every year on my knees four times a year. And then he said this, For 69 years, I've been a happy, happy, happy man. Friend, would you like to be a happy person today? A joy-filled person today? Then learn to rejoice in Christ. Learn to rejoice in His voice, hearing Him speak to you through His Word, and your joy and privilege of speaking to Him in prayer. I was noticing the other day, Luke chapter 11, verse number one, Jesus' disciples, you remember, come to Him and say, Lord, teach us to pray, but don't miss the end of that verse, as John also taught his disciples to pray. You see, John was a man who loved to hear God and loved to speak to God. He, his greatest joy was not found in speaking to the masses, in multitudes coming to hear him, or standing before King Herod to speak. No, his greatest joy was in being alone with God and speaking to the Lord and hearing His voice. It's what made him truly happy. And I'm going to tell you today, no matter what opportunities before you, no matter what great plan you have or aspiration or ambition, None of that's going to bring you joy. None of that's going to bring you fulfillment. The thing that's going to bring joy and fulfillment to life is living in the presence of Jesus Christ, rejoicing in the bridegroom's voice. Are you His friend? If you're His friend, you're going to be happy to hear His voice today. If you turn over a couple of pages in the same gospel record of John chapter 5, Jesus gives testimony one last time to John. Remember Jesus was the one that gave the testimony. Never has a greater man been born of woman. Well, let's let him speak one more time concerning John. John chapter 5, verse 32. Now listen to this. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesseth of me is true. Ye sin unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that ye might be saved. Now listen to what Jesus says in verse 35 about John. He was a burning and a shining light. And ye were willing for a season to rejoice in His light. Listen to these words. John the Baptist was a burning and a shining light. Oh, my friend, are you walking in the light today? Are you shining the light of Christ as the light of His joy radiating from your life to others today? Listen to the words. He was both a burning and a shining light. There are a lot of people that want to shine, but few want to burn. If you want to shine, you've got to burn first. I mean by that the fire of God has to be in your heart. The joy of fellowship with the Lord has to be real in you. And when it is, you'll shine. If you burn, you'll shine. You concentrate on the first, and He'll make the second happen. You be a burning light today, and the Lord will make you a shining light. It was G. Campbell Morgan that said painted fire never burns. My friends, so many believers today are just giving out painted fire, putting on that they're enthused about the Lord and the Lord's work. They're trying to shine. They're trying hard to shine, but painted fire never burns. Get alone with God. Hear His voice. Speak to Him. Enjoy fellowship of the Lord. And as you do, such joy will fill your heart. It It will set your soul afire. And as it does, it will shine to others that there truly is joy and happiness in serving Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, ScottPauli.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.